From Nashville, Tennessee, Southwestern Family of Companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, we share insights and inspiration for movers and shakers in the world of business. Our goal is to help you increase your self-discipline, overcome procrastination, and help you to take action on all the things that really matter. What is your dream? What do you dream about? What do you want one day? What do you hope for? for your future. That's what the theme of today's show is all about. And have like a dream expert on uh, that you're going to hear from in just a little bit. But I don't think we dream enough. I don't think we spend enough time really thinking about what we really want. I think we go through life, right? We wake up every day. There's a million things to do. We go so fast and we don't stop enough to dream. And Usually when we do dream, we're, we, 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 think it's, we think of it as this unrealistic thing, maybe even a waste of time, this, uh, you know, why it's all this sort of pie-in-the-sky stuff. And we think about it as a very soft skill, and we're going to talk about that today with Marsha, that there is a little bit more to this, and, and there's some real structure and some systems and some power behind the way that you dream and the process of which you dream, and more specifically, the bounds, the boundaries of your dreams, and which boundaries are good ones and which ones are bad ones, and and what is the difference between a dream and a goal and a fantasy and and um, so it's just it's a great episode because I want you to dream. I am a dreamer, and dreaming has made all the difference. And I think you know it's that combination of discipline and dreaming. And we talk a lot about discipline. And we talk a lot about doing the work, but it's also important to spend time clarifying exactly what you want for your life and your business. So I'm excited to spend a little time doing that with you today. We'll get started just after this message. This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Coaching. Southwestern Coaching has helped over 11,000 people increase their incomes by over 25% on average. As a successful salesperson, you know the importance of increasing your sales, but sometimes you might just need a little extra push and accountability to meet your goals and grow your business. Southwestern Coaching will help you increase your income through one-on-one sales and leadership coaching tailored specifically to your needs. Together, we will elevate sales. To schedule your free one-on-one business action planning session with a Southwestern Coach, go to www.southwesternconsulting.com forward slash action catalyst. I have always believed in the power of dreams, and it is, it, it's been such an important part of my life. And today, we have for you a dream expert. I mean, she is the founder of uh, Dream University and the CEO. She's the author of 15 books. She is on the advisory board for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. She's been on Oprah back when Oprah actually had the TV show multiple times. And this woman is just a dreamer and a teacher of people how to dream, and she's an inspirer. Her name is Marsha Weeder, and she has, after you know her career, where uh, she's coached Jack Canfield and uh, a whole number of, of, of influencers in this world in terms of uh, visionary thinking, she kind of has this seminal book that she is putting together that has just come out. It's called Dream. Clarify and Create What You Want. So, Marsha, welcome to the show. 
Hi, it's great to be here with a fellow visionary. Yeah, amen. I I um I think that this is it's interesting because when people think of dreams, I think they immediately go to sort of a soft, like oh, it's a, it's a real soft skill. Um and for me, I think of it as a very practical, a very a very ROI, a very uh, integral part of of building any business or achieving any goal, but can you tell me the difference between a dream, a goal? So there's like dreams, there's goals, there are fantasies. Can you kind of talk about the difference between those? And, and do you think of it as soft or do you think of it as, as kind of a, a practical skill? What a perfect place to start. I, I know people here at my company is Dream University, and they're like, isn't that that soft stuff? And what I have discovered is that without the inner work, the outer doesn't. <laughs> without without doing the inner work of clarifying what you want, removing fears and doubts, getting strategic, uh, you know, we don't really see real solid outer world results. Most people compromise their dreams and vision down to what they realistically think is possible, and it's, it can be very, very limiting. So I would say that in business, Dreaming is serious business. It's the driving force for transformation. And, and without our vision and our goals, uh, life can become routine and our businesses can become stagnant. Uh, so for me, a dream at, at a simple level is something that you want. And the distinction between a dream and a fantasy, like winning the lottery, mm. is that in a dream you can actually design a strategy for getting there. In a fantasy, there's not much that you can do to make it happen. Mm. And it's an interesting thing because uh, if we never go to strategy, the, the dream just remains a nice idea. However, and I see this a lot in organizations, if we go to strategy too early or too quickly, we wind up compromising the dream down to what we realistically think is possible or based on how much we have in the budget. So um, the work that I do, and I know that you do, is about getting people to open to bigger possibility, opening their minds showing them that where dreams come from is that you make them up, and then you have to put the strategy behind it to get into action. Otherwise, it's just a fantasy, and, you know, those people give us people a a bad rap (laughs) because it's not enough to be talking about your dream or thinking about it or dreaming about it. You have to do something about it. Mm. I love the 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 distinction of a dream as something you can design a strategy around. I think – that is wonderful. So, would would a would a dream be then um, if a if a the difference between a dream and a fantasy is the delineation of designing a strategy? So, then would goals be sort of a series of checkpoints towards a dream? That's the perfect way. I you know somebody smarter than me once said that a a, a goal is a wish with a deadline, or <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought was re- was really good. But it's just yes, that's I think the goals are the measurable results. Uh, sometimes we talk about projects. I mean, where big dreams or long term dreams die is when somebody just you know plops them onto a to do list. So uh, you know, write a book, double my sales team. Uh, open to another location. These things need to be broken down into projects and goals and strategies. But I think this this point that we go to strategies so quickly, right? We get an idea, and then you know the realist in us wants to know where are you going to get the time, where are you going to get the money, what's right. the plan? 
And, um, you know, we have to have plans and strategies, but again, if we go there right out of the chute, I just see people compromise their dreams so quickly as opposed to, wait a minute, let's not go to strategy yet. Let's focus on what do we want and why do we want it and what's important and what else would have this really be a compelling and a profound and a successful dream. Let's put everything in that we want, leave out what we don't want, and then design the strategy and the plan for getting to what we really want. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, I struggled with this. I've talked about this several times on the show, like that I'm such uh, my undergrad was accounting. I am very logical. I'm a realist. I'm a skeptical. And I think that that often works against me um, with dreaming because I, I do exactly what you're talking about, where it's like, okay, that would be nice. But when am I going to have time to do that? Like, wh- uh-huh. how could I possibly incorporate that already into what what we're doing? And um, I think the word you used was you compromise and you 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 kind of collapse it down to what you think is realistically possible. So how do we how do we break free of that? Those of us that are the analyticals, the skepticals, we're mm-hmm. not we're not the dreamers. What what do we do to kind of like break through that barrier? Well, reality is an important part of the mix. We we have to know where we are in order to design the strategy for <laughs> I appreciate where we you want to go. That. <laughs> but the question is, what has being realistic cost you? If you're overly realistic, it can squelch your passion, it can compromise the dream, it can cost you, you know, your excitement about what you're doing, but also the world doesn't need another, you know, another thingamajiggy. Uh, you know, the idea of us being open to dreaming is, you know, and using that uh, creativity for real world results, I think, is the, is the winning formula. So, you know, for me, anytime you're wanting to change a behavior or develop a new skill, it requires some kind of a practice, a personal practice. So when we want new muscles in our body, we go to the gym and we exercise when we want deeper peace or contemplation. We meditate for 20 minutes a day, um, some of us, you know. Um, So the question is, what is it you're trying to build? So I think for most entrepreneurs and people that suffer from what you just talked about, which is most of us, you know, I think the muscle we're wanting to develop is the ability to, to take risks, Mm. uh, which comes from our ability to trust ourselves. And um, I feel that that comes from a very core and fundamental process for dreaming um, has to do with integrity, right? So uh, a lot of people talk about, I'm going to put two concepts together here very briefly. People talk about intention. Intention is the rudder that steers the course of our life. But without intention, uh, without integrity, intention can be just a lot of lip service. So intention and integrity, getting clear about what you want to do or what you want to develop or who you want to become, um, is, you know, it has to be married with what are you doing to demonstrate that you're serious about that and not just talking about it. So this idea of intention and integrity, keeping your word, keeping your agreement with yourself and others, mm-hmm. I find develops greater muscle and capacity for trusting myself more, and that allows me to take greater risks. Mm-hmm. And what I find is that when people don't have the ability to take risks, 
because they don't trust themselves or don't trust life or don't trust, you know, the, the, the crazy uncertain times that we're living in right now, which on one hand, it makes sense not to trust it. But on the other hand, I feel like that's one of the big limiters for us. So the more that I can say, okay, I walk my talk, I keep my agreements with myself and myself and others, I do what I say I'm going to do, that helps me trust myself more fully, and then that allows me to open up to, you know, I think I will take this risk, or, you know, there's, because visionaries know there are no promises, no guarantees, no assurances, but it's up to us to demonstrate that we're more committed to our dream than we are to any doubt fear or reality that might get in the way and the only way to demonstrate it is through the action that we're taking or not taking so you take a big dream you break it down into a short-term project maybe uh, a month or less because a month is a short enough period of time to uh, see a real result we need results to stay motivated but a long enough I, I say a long enough period of time rather to see a real result but a short enough period of time to stay passionate interested and excited in it so we take the big dream we break it down into projects we demonstrate we're serious about it by taking action on it and the long-term benefit of all of that is oh i can dream dreams because where dreams come from is you make them up some of them are based on need, like putting food on the table or, or you know, working your team toward a measurable goal. Sure. Some of them are based on desire, like writing a best-selling book or traveling the world. And then finally, the dreams that are, that are the most profound are usually an expression of your purpose or your organization's mission or vision. Um, and those are the ones that are usually the meatiest and the most profound and the most important. So I just threw out 20 concepts. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, I, it's, it, it, it was interesting for me as you were talking. I was thinking about risks. Like I never, I've never associated until right this second the the connection between dreams and risks, which it is. Mm -hmm. it, it does seem kind of obvious. And I, and one of the things that I, I say a lot is I say realistic goals are for people with realistic work habits. Big, oh. big goals are for people with big work habits. And when you were talking about putting trust in your trust in yourself, uh, of course, for me, I would say a big part of, you know, I put trust in God, but I do put trust in myself because I go, you know what? I like um, I told a story when I went to the World Championship of Public Speaking, I was terrified um, because I was 22 years old. And I said, I don't know if I could win the World Championship. But what I do know is I could go out and speak for free hundreds of times between now and next year and, mm -hmm. and that that does give you confidence and like you're saying you're, you're breaking it down and that it's it's it is the connection i also like the connection of integrity and tension it's it's like integrity is what makes intention the 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 reality and um i guess i guess that that is why it's hard for people to believe in dreams is if you don't believe in your dream to an extent you're saying you don't believe you don't believe in yourself. You don't believe in your own ability to take action. Beautifully said. I love how you uh, how you uh, reframed that and punctuated it. Because and so the question is, how do we develop greater self trust? Yes. And, and 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 at a simple level, it's about making and keeping our agreements. Now, what I have found, and I see this a lot in business, is that people were like, "Well, then I'm not going to make a big promise." Mm. <laughs> you know, because then I'm going to have to do it. And that actually is where the rubber meets the road. Um, 
a lot of people don't even know what they want anymore. You know, we're so mired in reality and so busy living from our clocks and calendars, we may not even know what our dreams are, much mm-hmm. less how to com- accomplish them. So a lot of people, you know, we, we stay, well, first of all, we're so mired in reality, we don't even take the time to stop and feel, what do I want, what's really important to me? And then the second is, am I going to declare it out loud? Because once I do, you know, I'm a person of integrity. I try to keep my agreements. But once I put it out there, I'm going to have to do something about it. And you know that coaching has become like a a multi-billion dollar industry, um, you know, because people are much more likely to do something when they tell you that they're going to do it. Now, it's wonderful that you're coaching people. I don't don't coach... um, companies anymore. I still do these visionary strategy days, and certainly I do a lot of speaking and inspiring the people, but sure. people don't love this concept of intention and integrity because it's a little, it's challenging and it's confronting, but it builds muscle, it builds character. And if you tell me what your intention is, we can just look at your life and see, are you in integrity with that intention? Uh, you know, and there's intentions like goals, I want to write a book or I want to make more money, but there's also intentions for the quality of the person you want to be, the values of your company and your organization, the caliber of, uh, you know, do you want to be known as a world-class organization? And if yes, what does that look like? And what needs to happen? What do we need to do more of and what do we need to do less of in order to up that relationship between intention and integrity? I would go so far to say that that, to me, is the fundamental key to manifestation, this this combination of intention and integrity. And, and are we living at cross-purposes, saying one thing and doing another, or are we doing our best to really live in alignment with those two principles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh... Absolutely. I, the, the, I don't think people make the connection as strongly as what you're talking about between their integrity and manifesting like whatever their dream is or making that dream come true. And I want to so I want to talk about that for a second. Um, uh-huh. um, self-sabotage. So the you're right. So one of the reasons we're in the coaching business, because we used to do um, big public events. That's how we started. And, and uh, of course, we still do speaking and stuff. But we got into coaching because we realized that most people have a hard time sticking to the thing they say they're going to do. So it was like, well, let's, let's be that accountability kind of partner. And, and I know you're a big fan of sharing your dreams with everybody um, or sharing, sharing them with others, but, but there's this self-sabotage thing that sometimes happens. Um, So why do people do this? What exactly is self-sabotage? How does it happen? When does it happen? And, and what do we do about it? Yeah, well, uh, so great. So the number one way that we sabotage our dreams, and and I'm using the word dream and vision very interchangeably here. In some corporate environments, they like to talk more about vision. Some places love the idea of dream. But we're not talking about something soft and mushy here. We're talking about, excuse me, you know, really accomplishing what's important to us. So the number one way that people sabotage their dreams or goals or vision is by projecting their fears and doubts into the dream. Mm. They, they do it with three simple words. But what if? But what if we go for this new idea and it bombs? But what if we launch this new product or service and it doesn't fulfill our expectations? Wow. But what if I move to a new city or location 
um, you know, and then fall short. So the secret here is that we have to separate out your dreams from your doubts. Um, uh, it's, an, it's an interesting thing. I, I, I jokingly would say that, you know, if you have not dealt with your own doubt and you meet another doubter on the road, their doubt will magnify yours. But if you've dealt with your own doubt and you meet another doubter on the road, a team member, a family member, etc., by contrast, it's the opportunity to deepen your commitment and your conviction to your dream. If when you can develop the ability to talk to anyone, anytime, anyplace about what you're doing, your products, your services, your offering, your ideas, your dreams, uh, in a way that inspires them to join you, now you're tapped into the secret to manifestation. And we can come back to that in just a second. So if we turn, the, we have lots of different parts inside of us. We have a, you know, a leader, a visionary, an adolescent, a child, uh, a king, a queen, lots of archetypes. We have all different parts inside of us. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and the question is, who's driving and who's leading the campaign uh, at any given moment? So we have a dreamer that says, yes, I can, and even a visionary. Uh, the visionary tends not to worry too much about strategy. They're just, you know, big vision, big ideas, and sure. then they have other parts or other people that can implement, right? But we have a dreamer that says, yes, I can, and we have a doubter that says, no, you can't. Well, if you turn the voice of the doubter down, it becomes the realist. And as we said earlier, the realist wants to know what's the plan. But if you go to that realist too soon, you'll compromise the dream down before you've ever even fully explored the possibilities. So we want to hear from the doubter, believe it or not. It's not the enemy. Your doubter or the doubts inside of you will give you your list of obstacles. And every obstacle is either a belief, something you believe about yourself, your dream, your business, the world, or other people, or it's something that requires a strategy or a plan. Um, so I would say that wherever there's an obstacle, we can design a strategy to manage it. Now, the idea of not compromising your dream down and sharing your dream is one of my favorite topics because I believe in order to master manifestation, the ability to make stuff happen, you must master the skill of enrollment. Enrollment, different than selling, although it has a selling component to it, is when you share your vision or ideas in a way that inspires other people to join you, to help you, to hire you, to invest in you. The obstacle called not enough money often disappears when you're able to inspire people to, to join you or even invest in you. So the simple approach is, you know, we have to establish rapport. People have to like you and trust you. Sure. We have to build value, what's so great about what you're doing or offering. We overcome objections by doing more of one and two, more rapport and more value. And step number four, we secure an agreement. What next step are we going to take together? The people that I found who are the most masterful at enrollment are the people who connect to what they care about. They communicate it clearly. Uh, with context and value, but succinctly but clearly. And then they make a compelling invitation for people to join them. And when you really become masterful, and it's something that I've been teaching for a long time. Um, you, know, I was, you mentioned I was Jack Canfield's coach. I was Jack's coach for many years. He put me on his stage at his Train the Trainer program to teach this skill of enrollment because different than selling, it's an opportunity to inspire people to help you, to join you, or to invest in you. 
Um, but when you don't believe, let's go back to that for a second, when you don't believe in your dream or your idea, nobody else will either. And at the end of the day, people know that you believe in it because you're doing something about it, which then takes us back to this integrity practice. Right. So it's it's an interesting thing. It it, it morphs together, but there's a, you know there's a very specific process and methodology. People can learn to trust themselves more deeply. We can learn to take greater risks. We can become masterful at enrollment. We can catch ourselves in the act when the doubter has hijacked our dreams. You know, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing when you're Ego is in service to your soul uh, as opposed to your ego hijacking your soul and telling you that what you're doing is a bad idea. You know, I believe that we were created to create and that it's our God-given birthright to create and live a life of joy, love, and abundance. I believe that we live by example, so as we model that we do have dreams and we're moving forward on these dreams... Uh, that inspires other people to do the same. And as we stand confidently in who we are, which doesn't mean we're perfect and certainly doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes, but we course correct a little more quickly. And I think that that's a beautiful way of living life. But I believe that every one of us was given the gift to be able to create and to be able to dream. So on one hand, dreaming can be considered a soft topic, but on the other hand, I really do believe that it is what transforms a company, an organization, an individual. Uh, when we have the dream, we articulate it with clarity. We bring our passion to it. We invite and enroll and inspire other people to join us. And people stay in an organization, the retention conversation. Um, you know, I think people join because they're inspired by, by the leader or the products or services, but they stay when they see how they can bring very unique gifts in service to a vision that's bigger than them right. in a way where they feel appreciated and acknowledged. Absolutely. And that's a, and that's a culture of visionary thinking and dreaming. Amen. Amen. Separate out your dreams from your doubts, my friends. Um, Marcia, this has been so fun. I knew it would fly by. It did. Where can people go connect with you? You know what? We, I, I put up a really fabulous free gift for people to get a great taste of my work. So my, my business website is dreamuniversity.com. And if you do slash dream book, dreamuniversity.com slash dreambook. There's a beautiful high-end workbook that will give you lots of principles and practices. I hope you'll opt in for that. Um, and then if you're interested in working with me personally, you can visit my website, which is marshaweeder.com. So uh, marshaweeder.com is the best place to go for info on me. But for this great book, it's, I, I think it's like a 40-page workbook. You can print it out. You'll have immediate access to it. Uh, it will help you uh, clarify your dreams, overcome doubts and fears, and most importantly, take action on your dreams. Dreamuniversity.com slash dreambook. We, One word. We will put a link to that in the show notes. Well, Marsha, thank you for inspiring us to dream and uh, encouraging us to do it and showing us how to do it and what to watch out for. Uh, we appreciate you so much, and we, we wish you the best of luck with the new book. The book, again, is called Dream, Clarify, and Create What You Want. Thank you, Marsha, so much. Thank you. I have to say I really enjoyed I enjoyed that interview, and um, just to be open with you, so I did. I had never heard of Marsha, and um, 
now with the, the I guess, the, the growth that this podcast is having and the reach, we're getting pitched pretty regularly by like major publicity companies. And so her, her PR team uh, reached out to me and pitched and, and we get, we get, we probably get five or six people pitched a week and we've turned down, I think all of them actually, I think she may be the very first person that we've ever taken who I didn't know or hadn't known of um, personally. And so anyways, I was really impressed. I, 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 there were some things that, you know, I just not knowing Marsha, I was a little bit hesitant about putting her on the show, bringing her to you, but I, she sent me her book. I kind of went through it and, and oh, man, I thought there were so many salient points from that interview that just really were powerful. And I want to come back through with the mental highlighter, give you some of my highlights, some of the things that hit me. And I'm going to give you an action item, an action item that I, I, I think will change your life. And it's, it certainly has changed mine. But first of all, you know, she started out right away by just saying, without the inner work, the outer doesn't work, period. And that is so true. It's like if, if you don't have internal peace, like if you're not spiritually aligned, like if you're not right with God and your family and your health, like when those things are off and if you're not aligned with your dream is no different, then it's it's almost impossible to perform um, externally. Or if you do, it's just going to be a grind and you're going to burn out. But to have that sustainable growth, that sustainable success, you're you're looking for that internal alignment. And I think one of the things that she kept saying a lot is that most people compromise their vision down to the realistic. And that is so true. When, when if you ask somebody, you say, well, what do you want? Right? If you could, what do you want? Most of us would respond to that question, what do you want, with a description of something that is defined by the the boundaries or the realm of possibility of what we have experienced in the past. In other words, if we say we want to make this amount of money, we would we would say that number and it would be in relation to something that we have experienced and that is so cool that I think Marsha was hitting right on that because I think that's a that's a hard thing for a lot of people. That's a big growth area is to realize that your past and your future aren't really connected, right? Your future is different. Your future is separate. And you can define what you want for your future. You invent what the future is. You can't do anything about the past, but you you can completely invent the future. And that is a really important delineation and and insight to realize when you're on this path to ultimate growth. Because if you don't, you're constantly going to be prisoner to the belief barriers that are of your own construction that are from your past. And so I think that's a really huge thing. And and the question she said that was so powerful is she said, what has being realistic cost you? What has being realistic cost you? Okay, great. You're a realist. Okay, great. You're 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 an analytical. Okay, great. You're a skeptic. Uh, great. You're logical. What does that cost you? You know what what is it? What do you have to gain from being realistic? I think the only thing we have to gain from being realistic is not looking stupid, right? I mean, the 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 payoff of being realistic is we don't have to take risk. The payoff of being realistic 
is that we don't have to put ourselves out there because the the risk of being unrealistic is that you fall on your face, right? <laughs> the risk of being unrealistic is that you don't get anywhere close to what you said. There, and there's a huge risk to that, that, that risk of looking stupid. But is that really worth it, right? Is it is is the fear of looking stupid is that a worthy trade-off from having everything you've ever imagined and everything you've ever wanted and and achieving all that is possible for your life i don't think it is i think it's actually kind of silly that we would say i would you know i may not get my dreams but at least i won't ever look stupid that seems like a terrible payoff, a terrible decision, a terrible choice. And yet we make it all the time because we are governed and driven and and we operate in this constant sense of, I don't want people to, you know, we're worried about what other people think about us. We're, 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 we're so concerned about how we look. And part of dreaming, I think, is letting go of that and just, just operating on the blank canvas of what do I want for my future? So what do you want for your life? And if you have integrity, you shouldn't be afraid to to state it. You shouldn't be afraid to think about it. You shouldn't you shouldn't be reluctant or hesitant to spend time thinking about that dream because integrity makes intention a reality. Integrity makes intention a reality. If you're a person of integrity, then you're going to start taking action, doing things that move you towards the path of that dream. And you you may or may not hit the dream exactly, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty and I feel confident saying that something great and something amazing is always going to come out of that. Something positive uplifting. It's like God has put that on your heart for a reason. You're being called in a direction that that isn't a voice that that you know you want to ignore. And that if you have integrity, then you should have confidence that enough confidence to start moving in that direction. And it should also give you conviction and it should be reinforcement to the importance and the significance of your integrity, of being someone who does what you say you're going to do. And maybe the reason you're afraid to dream is because you know that you can't be counted on for doing what you say you're going to do. If you have a hard time dreaming, maybe that is the root, is because you know deep down you don't follow through on what you say you're going to do. And that's a huge problem. That's a fundamental issue. And so, but it's the great thing about it is that's something you can change right away. You make a decision right here, right now, and you say, from, from this point forward, I will always do what I say I am going to do. I am always going to do the things that are in my power. I'm always going to do the things that are in my control. I am a person of integrity. And you then you think it, you speak it, and you act, and it happens. And you take action, and you do the things you know you should be doing, even when you don't feel like doing them. It's integrity, and integrity makes that intention a reality. Integrity is the tool that makes the dreams come true. Integrity is the safety net about, that allows you to dream. It's that integrity. The other thing that Marcia said that really hit me hard was she said, you have to separate your dreams from your doubts. That was so good. That is so strong. You have to separate your dreams from your doubts. That's the self-sabotaging behavior that most of us take is that we 
think about something that we want, and then we immediately incorporate why it's not possible or why it can't be done. That is self-sabotaging. That's that's your creativity working in the opposite or in the wrong direction. That's uh, I defined fear as that uh, I don't know a few episodes ago that that fear is your creativity working in the op- in the wrong direction. Your creativity working in the positive direction that is dreaming, but your creativity working in the wrong direction that is doubting. And I love what she said that if you haven't dealt with your own doubt, if you haven't convicted yourself yet that you're following your dream and you're going to be a person of integrity and you're going to do everything in your power. You may or may not achieve the dream, but you're going to do everything in your power to move towards it. You're going to control the things that you can control. But if you haven't yet dealt with that doubt, if you're still sitting on the fence, if you're still uncommitted, if you're if you're still wandering, if you're still meandering, if you're still uncertain, then what happens is the moment that somebody else shows up with the littlest, tiniest seed of doubt, that doubt is going to destroy your dream because you've decided to be influenceable. You've decided to be undecided. You've decided to to meander. You've decided to be uncommitted. But once you have dealt with your own doubt and you've made that decision that you are pursuing your dream, then when somebody comes up and says, no, that can't be done, all it does is magnify your dream. All it does is amplify your ability to be disciplined. All it does is, is push you and empower you towards achieving that dream. So it really comes down to you making that decision. And it's not a decision that anyone else can make. It's a decision that you have to make for yourself a decision that your dream is worth it, a decision that being realistic costs too much, a decision that I'm I'm willing to risk looking stupid in exchange for the payoff that I might, I just might have all those dreams come true. And so here's the action step that I would like for you to take. And I want to challenge you to do this. And if you do this, it will change your life and I've invited you to do this before, and maybe you haven't, but hopefully you're ready now, is to take 10 minutes, 10 minutes, and get out a sheet of paper or open a Word doc or type on your phone, or heck, you can talk talk this out in recording into your voice memo or something. And I want you to describe what your dream life looks like. Where are you? Who's with you? What are you doing? What do you have in your life? How do you feel? What can you smell? What can you touch? What are the colors that you see? What are the objects that are near you? What is your dream? And the more visceral that vision is, the more likely it is to become true. The more visceral it is and the more frequently you think about it. And if you've never done this exercise, you have to do it. It's a muscle you have to develop where you you write out in explicit detail as if you were an author describing a scene or as if you were a, a movie director trying to recreate a scene in history. You have, to, you have to picture that vividly and viscerally in your mind. And the more visceral that vision is, the more likely it is to become true. And the more often you think about it, it, the more likely it is to become true. And so I would encourage you to do that. And the first time you write it, it won't seem possible. It will seem unrealistic. But, but what is being realistic costing you? 
let go of that and write out not what is realistic. Don't even write out what is possible. Just write out what do you want, what really matters to you, and allow yourself to break free of the belief barriers and the mental prisons of your past about what is possible and what isn't possible and simply erase all that and look out at a blue ocean in this clean canvas and just write out what do you want for your life and then spend time thinking about it. Particularly, I like to fall asleep every night thinking about that picture. And one thing after the next, my friends, it happens, it happens, it happens. You think it, you speak it, you act it happens. Have conviction with that integrity, right? Have trust in God that tr- God is gonna, not going to give you a dream. Uh, that he doesn't also equip you with the skills to achieve that dream. So let go of that fear. Let go of that risk. Let go of what's realistic. And for once in your life, just dream. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and screenshot this episode to share with your friends on social media. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst, and subscribe to our video podcast on YouTube. Thanks for listening.